Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to Going Greyhounds on your Thursday right here on Sky Sports Radio. Simon Orchard with you as always and with a rare dip in the feature race program this week. We're going to change pace a little bit and tackle a few different issues and initiatives that plenty of people are talking about around our tracks here in New South Wales. Two guests on the program this morning. In around six or seven minutes time I'll talk to Mark Davidson. He's on track for 100 winners again in 2023 and he's a ripping fella as well. He'll have a chat to us about his kennel, about a big program of racing coming up in the Hunter region in the back half of 2023. We'll also talk to Mark about the preferred box draw and double arm lure initiative launched in the last little while right here in New South Wales. But first, before we do that, a real treat today. Almost 12 months ago to the day, Rob McCauley was announced as the new Greyhound Racing New South Wales CEO. Plenty has happened in the years since, and I tell you what, Rob has been a man on a mission as he strives to make our sport the greatest it can be, and he joins me on the program this morning. G'day, Rob. Good morning, Simon, and good morning to your listeners. Let's start today by looking back just a little bit, Rob. On Sunday at Golf Whitland Park in Sydney, we held the annual Winter Adoption Day. Our wonderful Greyhounds as Pets Ambassador Tim Cahill was on hand, as were hundreds of Greyhound lovers to not only find their new best mate, but also to know more about this wonderful breed of dog. What did you think of Sunday, Rob? Look, I thought it was a lot of fun, Simon. There's hundreds of people there, um, and we had 60 dogs there. It was very interesting. It's a good, both a, a good opportunity for us to adopt out retired greyhounds. It's also a great opportunity for the public to come and better understand greyhounds and the fact that they are very cared for, and to see that the uh, the, the sport of greyhound racing is a is a ethical and good sport um, that the dogs have fun in and the dogs retire from happy and healthy and go on to, to live a, a wonderful retired life as well. We know the rehoming of our race dogs has been a big topic of conversation in recent times. You've been red hot on trying to improve this area of the sport. What sort of joy did you get seeing not only more than 60 greyhounds go home with a new loving family on Sunday, but also leading some of those dogs around, patting the dogs, seeing people line up to get in and meet their new best mate. Look, it's really good to see the demand, Simon. As you know, I, I mean, it, it is very, very high on my radar, the, the need from participants for us to even further escalate rehoming through, particularly through GAP. So we were very hard on expanding. Uh, industry participants would see that we've, uh, we had a record number of dogs out this year, 2,202. I've set a target for 2,800 for this financial year. And that's, that's a big stretch. That's a 40% increase that's going to take a massive effort from, from GAP and Greyhound Racing to achieve that. But I think it is achievable. It fills me full of joy to see the enthusiasm on a day like Sunday for the, from the public to adopt our dogs. And, you know, you know, it's like Simon, as soon as people see these dogs, mate, they love greyhounds. People love greyhounds. Greyhounds are a very, very lovable dog. Um, at, but we've just got to keep on these expansion programs and keep on this. Effectively, you know, these adoption days are outreach programs and we've got to keep on the front foot about them. 
one man who's certainly helping the cause, Rob, is Tim Cahill. It was almost like a perfect storm on Sunday, wasn't it? The Matildas had success on Saturday night. He flew into our event after the match, came in Sunday morning, and he was just so generous with his time. He seems like almost a perfect fit for the Greyhounds' as Pets program. What did you make of his presence, and how important is it to have people like Tim supporting our endeavours? What a wonderful, decent man Tim Cahill is. He is so enthusiastic about Greyhounds, and he is so... Um, giving and generous with his time, he is um, he, he's much more than a, just an ambassador for greyhounds um, and greyhounds as pets. He actually has one himself, and he actually loves his dog Lona, and he gets out and talks about it everywhere. And his enthusiasm is infectious, and you know he's a real man of the people too, isn't he? Uh, he spent all day Sunday talking to like literally hundreds of people um, walking through the crowd, getting pats on the backs. Everyone wants to take selfies with him. And the whole time he's promoting Greyhounds as pets, which is a fantastic thing. We've, I've got a lot of time for Tim. He's fantastic for our Greyhounds and he's fantastic for Greyhounds as pets. Yeah, you're spot on. Not only that, he gave out probably the cheapest football lesson to some of those young kids that were uh, having a bit of fun over in the kids' zone as well. Hey, you're listening to the voice of Rob McCauley. He's the CEO of Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Now, Rob, earlier this year, a lot of the industry leaders attended a race injury reduction summit in Bathurst. There were a number of key initiatives that came out of that summit to hopefully improve the safety and welfare of our animals. We saw one of those introduced last night, the preferred box draw system. So for those wondering what that means, basically trainers can nominate the box that they'd like their greyhound to begin from. We know some greyhounds prefer the inside, some prefer to run a little bit wider on the track. What benefits do you see this system bringing to greyhound racing in New South Wales? So I mean, the whole purpose of a preferential box draw is to try and reduce the collision usually shoulder to shoulder collision of dogs in that in that 40 or 50 meters that's usually between the starting boxes and the first corner it's that you know that typical sorting themselves out first 20 30 40 meters of the race as you've rightly pointed out some dogs are railers some dogs want to run wide and often enough with a of course with a random box draw um, it might be the wrong way around for a long time everybody has wanted well, most people, I'll say, have wanted box one and there's seen um, really to be an advantage in box one. But the truth is, when you look at the stats, you're much better off um, putting dogs where they want to run. So a dog that runs wide ought to be in a wide box and a dog that wants to stick by the rail ought to be that way. Last night, I was down at Wentworth Park for the for races five and six uh, that were the two preferential box draw races down there. We're calling PPD for short, by the way. Um, and it was interesting. There was a bit of a difference between the two races. I thought visually the second race was probably um, better than the first. But you have a look at um, DAPTO tonight, where there's a PPD race. And the first PPD race at DAPTO, it was the perfect draw. There's three, three trainers have nominated rail preference for their dogs three have nominated um, uh, wide and two have nominated middle running and so everybody sort of gets their day 
I'll be very interested to see what trainers think of it and see if it's effective. I'll be interested to listen to Mark Davidson in a few minutes um, talking about his views about it. Um, that seems to be going quite well. You mentioned preferential box draw. That'll be rolled out at Wenty Park and uh, at Richmond in, in, at Dapto, sorry, in the next couple of months. And the double arm lure is another thing that we are trialling here. I know this has been... Well, a topic that has been bandied around at many of the tracks that I've been in the last year or so in particular, Rob, I know different jurisdictions around Australia have the double arm lure system in place. Uh, we are bringing it into a couple of tracks as well. Can you tell us about the benefits of that? Yeah, so the double, double arm lure is just to try and get a, a wider spread um, right around the track, obviously on the straight where they can see it easily, easily, but even on the on the corners and just to get that bit more of a spread so we haven't got a, a bunch of dogs on the rail. And again, it's just to reduce touching or collision of dogs in the field. The only way, um, or sorry, uh, um, collisions equal injuries. And so if you reduce the collision rate, you reduce, uh, there's a direct reduction in the injury rate. And that's what we're trying to do is just get that spread. So we're doing double arm lure at the moment at Dapto and at the gardens and we're doing it at the gardens without preferential box draw and down at um, down at Dapto with preferential box draw and double arm lure together and the reason we're doing that and not rolling it out all over the place is we just want to, to get some good solid stats on the efficacy. I want to see Statistically, whether it genuinely works or not and if it does genuinely work you can bet your bottom dollar we'll be rolling it out all over the place that'll be music to a lot of participants ears if it goes well rob it's been a whirlwind year i tip my cap to you mate i've done a few kilometers trying to cover the sport but everywhere i am you are and more your boots are made for walking so congratulations on 12 months in the job and i look forward to seeing what the next year holds for greyhound racing in new south wales and yourself thanks for joining us today thanks simon have a great day We'll take a quick break. On the other side, Mark Davidson. Don't slow down this winter. Come and race away those winter blues at Wink Stakes Day. Enjoy a quality winter race day headlined by thrilling racing, including the Group 1 Wink Stakes. August 19 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au. At Tab, we're on for Greyhounds this Thursday night. The winner on races one to three at Sandown Park, Dapto, Albion Park, and Angle Park, and get paid out. Plus, your stake back as a bonus bet up to twenty-five dollars. That's winnings paid plus your stake back on four tracks this Thursday night. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Form guide brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. You win some, you lose more. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Yeah, welcome back to Going Greyhounds. We've just heard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales CEO Rob McCauley on a raft of important issues in the Greyhound game. Now we'll get a participant view of exactly what's happening in the business and one of the best in the business, Mark Davidson, joins us on Going Greys this morning. How are you, Davo? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? 
Yeah, I'm real good. We go from the boss of Greyhound Racing New South Wales to the boss of the Hunter. Uh, last <laughs> night, Dave, you had a couple of runners in the preferred box draw races at Wenty. Can I get, first off, your initial thoughts on the concept when it was announced and then how did it play out at the track last night? Yeah, look, I think it's a good concept. Um, as Rob just pointed out, you, you sort of your first 20 or 30 metres is going to set the dog up for the race and if you've got a dog underneath you that wants to go wide and you're trying to push down the fence, well, it's, it's just not good racing. So it gives them every chance. Last night, same again, as Rob said, that two different heats there. One worked well. One, I think, they had seven that wanted to be on the inside. So, you know, there was a bit more interference early. But I think overall, it, it's got to be beneficial to a lot of trainers if you can get that, you know where you're close to where you want to be and cut out all that interference early in the race. Another issue that's been on trainers' lips for, for as long as I've been around anyway is the double-arm lure. I know it can be polarising. Some participants are for it. Some just want it the way that things have been. Where do you stand, mate? And is there maybe some insights you can give us into the difference between both, the double-arm and the single-arm lure? Yeah, look, I don't really have a choice out of the two of them. I... I think, um, once again, it, the stats will tell us where, you know, if it's going to be beneficial, the double lure. I think, um, you know, the, the hoop arm, was, it, it's a good idea, but then you get you get the, uh, the lure swings a little bit going around the turn and dogs will want to shift out a bit. Uh, so just little things like that. Um, I think I'm happy with it down the gardens. It's work, It seems to be working well. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when the box draw, you get the preferred box draw, just how they go through. And, and uh, you know, time will tell, I think, for those sort of things. Some other key adjustments that we've made uh, around the calendar, Davo. We've shifted a bunch of feature races around. The Dapto Megastar has been moved forward in the calendar, as has the Black Top. The Maitland Cup's going to be run again this year at the back end. It's pretty good to know that there's some good racing in the Hunter. And, of course, we haven't even mentioned the Million Dollar Chase. How exciting is it for you, mate, knowing being based up here in the Newcastle region that there's so many good races coming to your neck of the woods? Oh, it's fantastic. You know, it's good for the sport to, to have these these type of races up here. You know, you've got the Million Dollar Chase each at Taree for the first time this year. You know, that's a massive bonus for them guys up there. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's there's that many races on now. You can firstly sit down and plan out where you're going um, a, a good way ahead and try and target those races. And, and that's, that's what we need. You, you need to have them all cemented in and not all on top of each other. So, you, you know, you can't be travelling to, you know, interstate or something, trying to race there and then come back. It's pretty taxing on not only the dogs but us as well. So it, it, I think the calendar's it's looking good and it's very good for the hunter. I know the dog game has been, well, predominantly a week-to-week pro, uh, prospect for a lot of trainers over the over the journey, David. But for someone that's been in it for a little while now, how has the professionalism, I guess, changed? You mentioned starting to plan and target different races and we know that science and different things have jumped ahead in leaps and bounds in trying to improve the longevity of the greyhounds. Well, how has it changed for you most in the last 10 to 15 years? Uh, I, I, as I say, just the planning, I think. It, it, it's They're getting the races right now. Um, a lot of good money races have been introduced, which is fantastic for the sport. And not only the sport, just the crowds. It's drawing the crowds in these big races. The gardens have had some fantastic crowds down there on their big days. And that, that, that's what we need. And, and 
more professional it goes, the, the, the easier it becomes to target the races and you're attracting new owners into the sport. So it, it's, it's, I'm very happy with the way the racing's going in the state at the moment. It, it's, it's never been better in my opinion. Mark Davidson is my guest on Going Greyhounds this morning. What about your year so far, Davo? Over 100 winners last year. You're having a lot of success again in 2023. 64 winners after yesterday. Are you happy with the calibre of greyhound you've got in the kennel at the moment and the team of owners that you're building? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, you know, it's um, it's good. It, it, it's, the strike rate, you know, you, you can look at your strike rate and think, oh, it's a bit down, but I like to give all the dogs to go just for the owner's sake. You know, they've put a lot of time and money into them, getting them reared and, and broken in. So you, you, we build a good team, but it's, um, I just like seeing the owners, the look on their face when you get them down to the track and they're out enjoying the, you know, it's, um, it, it's good. And, and the winners come along, you get some handy dogs and uh, that's what it's about. You, you've got to have the handy dogs to survive. So, um, yeah, I, I don't look for the records or anything like that. It's just... Uh, we're just happy to going along the way we are and um, and just keeping the owners happy and trying to give them some sort of um, revenue back that that you know they've put into it and they've put it you know it takes them 18 months to get the dogs to the track um, and there's no easy way to do it and there's no shortcoming so they spend the money and and I, I just see the like seeing the enjoyment on their face when you're racing. There you go. We just talked about Tim Cahill as an ambassador. Maybe we need to sign Dave up to a big money deal to try and promote <laughs> the Greyhound game because I couldn't have said it better myself, mate. Hey, you've got a big team at the Gardens and Wenty Park over the next couple of days. Is there any a couple or is there a few, I guess, the punters can circle, mate, as dogs to watch or maybe have a bet on? Yeah, probably. Uh, I've got two there Friday. Uh, a maiden bitch. She's had a couple of starts at um, Maitland. She's better suited on the two turns and she's drawn the two box. So I think she'll run a good race. Um, her name's Infrared Flash. And Harry Confetti, he's, he's sitting uh, going for four in a row over the 400. He's been beginning well. He's got a vacant box outside of him. So that's going to help. There's a lot of speed on the inside. So just hope that he can get a, get around him and he, he should put himself into the race. And uh, Saturday night, we've got a couple in, but probably Frisky Felon. She won on, uh, yesterday and she's back up Friday, uh, Saturday. Uh, she's drawn the one box, so I think she'll be hard to beat again. And, and Fat Boy's Charm, he's been racing at Wenny in the free-for-alls and, and running places, um, won a couple, and he drops back to a fifth grade. Um, it's a handy fifth grade. Cat Ernest has got one in there, Nangar Luna and Sam Rees with uh, Murrurundi Boy, but I, I think he, they're probably the ones to, to look out for over the weekend. There we go, Mark Davidson. Tomorrow at the Garden, so that's Friday, race two, number two, Infrared Flash. And then on Saturday night at the Gardens, race two, number one, Frisky Felon. Race four, yep. number four, Harry Confetti. And race nine, number three, Fat Boys Charm over the Middle Distance Series. Davo, you're a good man. Uh, as I said, couldn't have said it better myself about getting the owners involved. Thanks for joining us on Going Graves this morning and good luck over the next few days. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Mark Davidson with a big team heading to a couple of tracks around the place in the next 72 hours. Let's get some best bets around the state today just before I go quickly. Casino race three, number eight, Raw Honey. That's Casino three, eight, Raw Honey. Gunnada race nine, number eight, Pretty Enough. That's race nine, eight, Pretty Enough at Gunnada. And then two Adapto tonight, race six, number one, 
Tor Commander and race eight, number one, Bandit Jane in a really, really good race at Dapto over the 600 metres. That's going Greyhounds for another week. Hope you've enjoyed the last 15 minutes or so. Happy punting over the weekend and hooroo. Blue Gun Farm presents Flying Artie, an exceptional juvenile, world champion three-year-old sprinter and now a Group 1 producing sire of the Blue Diamond Stakes winner Artorias. Breeders, you won't get better value than Flying Artie. Standing at Victoria's Blue Gum Farm.